In the face of monstrous change, we can freeze in fear or rise and fight. Our neighbors are stepping up in a thousand different ways. Folks, these are tough times. with Lou Young. Lou Young here with uh, Will Hennessy. Huh? Will, how you doing? I'm doing all right. And yourself? And George Patanovic. Hey, Will. I mean, hey, great, Lou. Well, I appreciate the <laughs> We're off to a great start here. <laughs> Hello, I, Lou. <laughs> I switched it up. I said Will first. It completely screwed you up. That's right. Hey, George and I went uh, went on a little field trip uh, this week, uh, Will. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. we went over to um, Nyack, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, they had this thing, a climate solutions fair which I know doesn't sound like that, you know, it doesn't sound exciting, but it was. But it was. <laughs> it was, I mean, it, it was It was packed, and we had a great time, so we, uh, we're we going to go back to it, right? We're going to go back to it uh, and, uh, and, and, and and take a look at it. But it was, um, I'm telling you when, you, when you come over the bridge, because I came over from Westchester, and you yeah. come over that bridge, and the bridge was lit up beautifully. It was kind of like a, kind of like a, um, a purple, purplish mm-hmm. thing, like a yeah. lavender yeah, look yeah. to it. They came over it, and then we exit into Nyack, and then you, and you come up on Broadway, and Broadway's got these lights across it. And I said, "Well, it's a nice yeah, I feel like I'm I'm arriving somewhere. That 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 <laughs> Nyack place, that's uh, pretty nice, nice yes. little, uh, well, it's a nice village. Was the name of that cafe? Oh, we went to the art cafe. Oh yeah, yeah, but but you know, uh, you know. It's, that's it was great. It was great. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. there's other great places there. Oh yeah, and uh, and then across the street there was this. Um, this uh, big church. Mm-hmm. It looked like it used to be a church. I don't think it's not a church anymore. Mm-hmm. It is the Nyack Center, and uh, and the interior of it kind of looks like a, it's got like a colonial feel to it. Although right. I don't think it's that old, is it? No, I don't think it's that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it was great. It was a lovely evening. I had a great, great time, and uh, uh, we got anyway. Let's get up. Let's go. Let's see if we can go back. Let's, let's go over to the big machine. Yeah, and uh, and visit the Nyack Center. Pull on that, would you? All right. Oh, there you go. And get everything cranked up here. Let's swing it over. Nyack's close by, so the range is set. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we were looking for Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening. February 7th. Uh, okay. Oh, hey, George, there we are. Yep. There we are. You see us? Yep, yep we're there. Okay. <laughs> let's let's <laughs> listen in. Right, George. Where are we? Uh, we're at the Nyack Center in Nyack, New York. But it looks like a church. It, it is like a church. It's the center. In the it used to be a church, I bet. It used to be a church. Yeah. And they're having the Nyack Climate Fair here, 2030 Climate Fair. A lot of people inside. On a nice evening like this, how many people could possibly turn up to something like that? Oh, my Lord, look at this. The place is jammed. Look at this. Uh, what? This is like a what? Electric cars? What? We've got something for everyone. We've got energy, heat pumps. We've got incentive programs. We've got transportation, waste management, natural resources. It's a one-stop shopping for all your climate solution needs. An ecological smorgasbord. One might call it that. We're talking to Steve Sia here. Uh, he's got a sign up that says Drive Electric Nyack. How's that going? It's going very well. We hit our first targets. We're receiving a $5,000 grant from uh, NYSERDA, the state. Yeah. And we are very close to hitting our second major target, another $7,500 in grant money. And what does that do? I mean, what do you do with the grant money? 
the first 5,000 we want to plow back into offsetting the cost of permitting for people that are looking to do some climate-related actions in their um, in their homes. In other words, you know, cut down the cost of putting in the charger. It's a little bit of a rebate, a little incentive to get people motivated to take some action. Thank you. So I'm Bill Munn, and I own an electric vehicle, so I'm uh, an ambassador for that, and I support getting those. Do you have any range anxiety? <laughs> yes. Uh, who wouldn't? I, uh, but uh, I, I charge it at home, and so 95% of my use is, you know, I can go right from home to the office to wherever I'm going. So do you advise people to get one? I absolutely do, yes. If you're a golfer and you go to a golf and you get a cart, would you rather have a gas cart or an electric cart? The electric is so smooth, it's such, such a better ride. I really love having an electric vehicle. Thank you. You also own an EV. That's correct, I do. And what are people asking you about it? They're asking me about range. They're asking about the incentives. They're asking me about the driving experience of an EV. And you think it's a good thing to do? I, I mean, think it's an excellent thing to do. I think it's. I think if you drive an EV, you will never go back to a gas car. It's a whole different driving experience. How much money are you saving? A month on gas, at least sixty dollars a month. What's your name? Addison Chappelle. And he owns an EV. That's right. <laughs> Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you. Hey, George, who's this guy? This is Don Hammond. He's the prior village of Mayor, village of Nyack mayor. This has got to be amazing to you to see this many people interested in... I mean, this, how many people are here? Uh, there's got to be like two, three hundred here, and people have been going in and out. But this, this really is the beginning of a... I, I don't want to call it a culmination because it's really starting. But a lot of people have been doing work on this for like through my whole term as mayor, and uh, you know we've did we've done a lot of of movement in the environmental and sustainability world, and this is sort of the work of all of our committees in the in the village, and it's beyond Nyack too. It's also Upper Nyack and South Nyack, so it really is a wonderful culmination of work to show that we really are concerned about our environment and what it do, what's happening in our world. We're talking to Nyack's previous mayor, Don Hammond. You gotta be proud. I am very proud, I really am. I said to both Steve and Marcy, who are up here making yeah. announcements, how proud I am of the work that they are doing and all the work that the board, you know, we supported all of these things, helped them get grants, put money aside in the budget to get things done. Well, you could you could hear in the background there. It sounded like the uh, the New York Stock Exchange. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was amazing. I mean, I walked yeah. in. I figured out it would be very subdued and very low key, and it was like a uh, it was like an eco riot, like uh, like Reverend yeah. Billy's eco riot radio, right? It was right, full. Yeah. It was room go. was full of people. Uh, it was full. It was it was amazing. So I, it made me feel great. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk to the. We talked to the former mayor. We'll talk to the uh, current mayor uh, in a little bit. We 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 spoke with him, uh, Joe Rand. And um, uh, <laughs> it was just—I had a ball, yes. it, uh, you know. Yeah, I didn't. And, I, and tr trust me, I did not expect to have a ball at a climate uh, solutions fair. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. if you well, want to call in, uh, by the way, if you want to call in with your own comments, it's eight four five four two nine seventeen hundred. There's got to be people out there who, who attended it, and you probably yeah. saw different things than we did. We'll be—we'll we'll, we'll keep up on this. Um, I wanted to get to one thing, the, the, probably the most serious. Um, uh, 
These are all, I don't want to say minor, these are all relatively small things, actions we can take. But the one that had the most serious implication, I thought, for our health and, 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 and the planet was the, uh, the thing about microplastics, mm -hmm. which is uh, really an insidious form of pollution because these uh, little uh, tiny, tiny, tiny beads mm -hmm. are so small that um, we breathe them in. Yeah. We, we, we drink them, we eat yeah. them. They're in um, our clothes, in our air. They're, they're, they're yeah. everywhere, and, 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 and they don't go away, and we're, we got more all the time. Yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's check. What was it? Uh, who's the guy that did the micro, uh, microplastics? His name is uh, Chris uh, Garcia. Chris Garcia. Mm -hmm. yeah, let, let's go back, uh, get the uh, machine cranked up, and uh, zoom in on Chris Garcia there. Yeah. Now here's a table with two, looks like, uh, student microscopes set up looking at pieces of cloth. What's happening here, sir? So we're like checking the differences in different cloths. So this cloth is from like a, a sportswear shirt and it's synthetic. Mm -hmm. And then we have real cloth, which is this one right here. And then we're just seeing the differences. So when you look into that microscope and you see the cloth, there's it kind of shines, which shows that there's microplastics in the... in the. Ooh, look at that, yes. Yeah. And I then, can see that. Well, if you look through it, and then in this one, it's nothing, no traces of microplastics, and it's just a better, like, cloth to make clothes out of, because it doesn't shed microplastics, and it's, microplastics are extremely dangerous, they can get into your bloodstream, like, it's just a whole different level of Microplastics, of danger. We, we breathe them, right? Yeah, yeah, breathe them, drink them, yeah. And, and, and then pretty soon we are them. Yeah, yeah. What's your name? Cristobal Garcia. Uh, thank you, Cristobal. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, and uh, all right, thank you very much. All right, then. and pretty soon we are them. Yeah, and, and what we learned at the at the Lamont uh, Fair, uh, they also had an exhibit on microplastics. Is that when we wash our clothes, the microplastics go into the water, and when we dry them, because they go into the air, so yeah. we are perpetuating it by polyester, basically polyester clothes. Which we all use. Yeah, uh, have them in there. So now you walk by a building and you smell the um, yeah. the dryer vent. Yes, what you're smelling is probably uh, um, conditioner or something. Right, right. But in that air, guaranteed microplastics. Yeah. guaranteed they're going in there and they're finding a, a place to hang out in your lungs somewhere and yeah, uh, yeah. you know and uh, collect. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, well, yeah. it can't be good. Everyone has them. They, they know. You know, um, you know what they use them for, don't you, Will? Uh, no. Well, it, it, well, it, in. It's they're kind of like a lubricant or or a um, it can be in, in a, can be a lubricant like a can, shampoo or something and they and they all could also be like um, it gives it an like abrasive. a little grit an abrasive or mm -hmm. an abrasive so mm -hmm. uh, you could put it in a shampoo let's say and it'll give the the shampoo a little a little uh, um, traction on your scalp and stuff to or, or 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 with a cream and stuff like that it it can help the effectiveness of certain um, products. But uh, they don't go away. The product no. goes away, but the microplastics remain. Yeah, mm. and it's uh, it's uh, very insidious. And we, we hadn't. It seemed like a great idea at the time, I suppose. You know. Yeah, and I'm just thinking those kind of abrasives might be a marketing thing, but they're probably not necessary. Certainly, so we're adding things to our products that we don't need. And then polyesters. I don't know. 50-50 polyester. Everybody uses that. It's kind of hard for me to envision people not okay. not using clothes that have polyester in them. But. Well, you know, uh, on this show, uh, Tough Times with Lou Young here at WRCR, uh, AM 1700, WRCR.com, uh, we um, feature uh, the work of the uh, Church of Stop Shopping a lot. Mm -hmm. And by that, we don't mean stop shopping. Of course, you got to shop. But let's not 
you know, just consume to consume mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. so much of what we consume, we get, we throw away. We throw away so yeah, much. Unnecessary. Unnecessarily. Things. So yeah. that was a big portion of this uh, climate uh, solutions fair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some of the uh, easiest and most intriguing stuff yeah. uh, that we can do uh, to affect our own lifestyle, um, to repair things that, that can be fixed right. rather than throw them away, yeah. uh, to... Um, to uh, recycle or, or, or find uses for various types of textiles that, that we used to just throw away. And, uh, and clothing, yeah. secondhand clothing is hot, yeah. man. Yeah, I always think of the three R's, of the reduce, reuse, and recycle. Yeah, I think yeah. that's important, so, and it so fits right in with what you're saying. All those, so, you know what, let's, before we get to it, you got that, you got that song by, by yeah. Macklemore? Yeah. yeah, remember. So let let let's let's get in the mood with a little right, right. with a little thrift shop, and then right after that, we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, zoom back to the uh, climate solutions uh, fair uh, in Nyack, and uh, you're gonna uh, hear about repair cafe textiles and secondhand stores. Take mm-hmm. it away, Macklemore. Hey Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? What 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 To the club, like, what up? I got a big I'm just pumped. I bought some sh- from a thrift what? shop. Ice on the fringe is so damn frosty. The people like, damn, that's a cold ass honky. Rolling in hella deep, headed to the mezzanine. Dressed in all pink, set my gator shoes. Those are green, draped in a leopard mink. Girl standing next to me. Probably should have washed this. Smells like R. Kelly sheets. But it was 99 cents. Copping it, washing it. About to go and get some compliments. Passing up on those moccasins. Someone else has been walking in. Bummy and grungy. Fucking in. I am stunting and flossing and saving my money. And I'm hella happy that's a bargain. I'ma take your grandpa style. I'ma take your grandpa style. No, for real. Ask your grandpa, can I have his hand me down? Thank you. The Lord jumpsuit and some house slippers. Dookie brown leather jacket that I found. Dig it. They had a broken keyboard. I bought a broken keyboard. I bought a ski blanket. Then I bought a kneeboard. Hello, hello, my ace man, my mellow. John Wayne ain't got nothing on my fringe game, hell no. I could take some pro wings, make them cool, sell those. The sneaker heads would be like, ah, he got the Velcro. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for a come up. This is being awesome. I'm gonna pop some tags, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm hunting, looking for a come up. Awesome. What she know about rocking the wolf on your noggin? What she knowin' about wearing a fur fox skin? Whoa. I'm digging, I'm digging, I'm searching right through that luggage. One man's trash, that's another man's come up. Whoa. Thank your granddad for donating that plaid button up shirt. Cause right now I'm up in her stunt. I'm at the goodwill, you can find me in the I'm not, I'm not stuck on searching in the section. Your grandma, your auntie, your mama, your mammy. I'll take those flannel zebra jammies secondhand and rock that. Whoa. The built-in onesie with the socks on them. Whoa. I hit the party and they stop in that. Whoa. They be like, oh, that Gucci, that's hella tight. I'm like, yo, that's $50 for a t-shirt. Limited edition, let's do some simple edition. $50 for a t-shirt, that's just some ignorant. I call that getting swindled and pimped. I call that getting tricked by business. Whoa. That shirt's hella dope. 
And having the same one as six other people in this club is a hella don't peak gang. Come take a look through my telescope. Trying to get girls from a brand, man, you hella won't. Man, you hella won't. woman who is carefully sanding a toy truck making gentle repairs it has the name mark written on the side I'm trying to figure out what's going on it it says repair cafe what's happening here what's happening here repair cafe is a community event and uh, we get volunteer repair coaches to fix things for free that might be waiting around your house or you know almost going into the landfill so we're doing toys here but we do electronics computers mechanical clocks fans lamps are our biggest item can you can you fix my anxiety um you know what let's go out for coffee we'll uh, (laughs) thank you okay what's your name my name's kathy kathy yes okay i'll meet you for coffee yes you got it it's quite an honor mr young thank you thank you very much thank you thank you uh, I'm looking at something here I don't understand. Textile collection. Nicole helps you. Yes. Straighten me out. Hi. Uh, so we're a textile collection company. We collect textiles in any condition, from the worst quality to the best quality. So we partner with different municipalities, organizations, nonprofits, thrift stores, resellers, retailers, re- retailers, to keep the clothes out of the landfill. What do you do with it? We uh, have a, actually we can sort some of the stuff we collect by ourselves at our warehouse in ET. And then what else we do is we sell it in bulk, we sell to thrift stores, we sell to individuals that want to upcycle it, reuse it, and we also make sure that it doesn't end up in the landfill. So we have a recycler that we work with that turns it into like rags, um, industrial yeah. rags, uh, carpeting, carpet filler, things like that. I take my old towels and stuff to the to the dog pound, the animal shelter. Is, yeah. that, is that a good thing to do? Yeah, I would. If they want it, I would do that before yeah. anything else because the best use to do with clothing and textiles is to reuse it and extend the useful life of it. Don't throw it out. Don't throw it out. And, and what percentage 80, of our trash is clothes? Is there a lot of, uh, of what goes uh, out to the landfill is clothes? 85% of clothes end up in the landfill or in the trash. And uh, we do our small part. And we've collected 30 million pounds just last year. And sometimes in organized crime issues, uh, the people are still in the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> Thank you. It's nice talking to you guys. I'm Laura Graham. Um, I represent the seven secondhand stores in Nyack. Um, mine. Like the title of a novel. I, it's a long one. It's a long one. Um, uh, my store is called Lemonade, um, and we have everything. My store is the newest, just a little under a year old, and we go all the way to Grace's Thrift Shop, which was established in 1968. 
100% volunteer store, and all of the stores are on Broadway, with one exception up on Main Street, but clustered together and a very cohesive merchant community, sustainable fashion is where it's at. So how do secondhand stores benefit our efforts with climate climate issues? Um, keeping um, textiles out of landfill, eliminating or reducing packaging, um, supporting a circular economy. People in the community donate their clothing to us or maybe receive a payout from clothing. Um, and uh, wait, I have bullet points on my... It's <laughs> all right, you don't need bullet points. That's doing great. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just promoting a sense of community, which of throwing is... throwing things out, reusing them. For sure, for sure, yeah. And, and for women who ever wanted us a fur coat, it's the only way you can get a fur coat and not feel guilty. That's true, and a lot of and a lot of other a lot of other things too that are sort of um, not PC anymore, yeah. but used to be. Um, and if you feel that that uh, absolves you of your of your feelings, <laughs> you then still get it in the secondhand store. That's fine. That's right. And um, uh, the other obvious thing is a massive savings. Right. And what about the whole mob wife thing? You getting into that at all? You know. I actually had a woman come into my store last week and ask me if I had any mob wife coats. There you go. All right. Yes, it's real. So cutting edge. Yeah ecology here in Nyack. That's right, and uh, uh, shunning the micro-trends. We, uh, we strive for the classic, the quality, and sometimes older is better. Sometimes older is better. Yeah, yeah that, I, I would I, go along with that. <laughs> Ladies, sometimes <laughs> older, older is, is better. better. We call it experience. <laughs> so, so I love the whole mob wife aesthetic thing. You know about this, don't you, Will? Uh, I'm not familiar with uh, it. What? Yeah. Oh, well, oh. this is the whole thing. Um, I'm looking here. Uh, glitzy, gaudy, and glamorous. Why Gen Z are dressing with, like mob wives? Mm. So they get all that, all this, the, you know, the big hair. It's like uh, the the uh, Real Housewives of uh, New Jersey kind of thing, you know, where they're okay. Yeah. So, so they're dressing like mob wives. Yeah, I I am a part of Gen Z, and I don't know about. I've not heard about this whatsoever. Yeah, you wouldn't look good in a fur anyway. I don't think I uh, I, no. I have enough hair for that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a so anyway. Um, uh, the 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 uh, people are going to get this stuff from the secondhand stores because that's where it is. Uh, you know, so they they want to they want to dress up and feel like uh, you know, Mob boy. Glamorous and <laughs> glamorous and naughty, daring, glamorous and naughty. And naughty that's right. right. We got a caller on the line. Uh, uh, nope. He literally, as I was about to press the button, really? the line dropped. Okay. Really? Absolutely. That's okay. Well, maybe you didn't want Just to talk. Just as I was about to. Didn't want to talk scared. about mob wives. Yeah, maybe that was scared wow. him away. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't like the Sopranos. <laughs> well, the idea that she said 85% of clothing is thrown in the landfill. I mean, we're talking about preventing things in the landfill because we have to truck them to the landfill. And this is the idea of recycling by reusing with people who really could use the clothes probably too. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. other items. So the idea of thinking of your, your thing is having a second life for someone else. But secondhand clothes um, aren't necessarily old or no. ratty no i mean uh, um uh, i i know a little bit about some some high-end secondhand clothes and <laughs> when when people uh pass away when there's a um uh, yeah. a estate sale you'll get nice quality sometimes nice not, quality, never used even. brand new sometimes never used a yeah. pair of shoes that were worn, worn maybe once yeah, yeah um uh the, the there are the furs coats there's things. um there's jewelry mm -hmm. uh and a lot of these stores have their own appraisers to appraise the stuff some of it's too expensive to sell in a secondhand store or a thrift shop, and they uh, send it to an auction house. 
Um, you know, there are little treasures around. But and I couldn't believe that Nyack has seven. I didn't know they had seven. That's seven. a lot. That's a lot that's of. That's a lot. I I was surprised to hear that number really because I never thought of the town, the village of having secondhand stores at all. So, so folks, uh, 845-429-1700, if you're uh, uh, interested in, in, in browsing around secondhand stores, Nyack is the place for you because yeah. they've got uh, a whole, apparently a a, what, a, a thrift store district well, Price is less. <laughs> I think a lot of young people go and yeah. go for that today. You know, there's this sort of the idea of finding something retro. You know, and got this is got $20 a in yeah. my pocket, call, right? Call yeah. it retro. Retro, <laughs> retro. All right, you know, so uh, we also talked uh, to uh, the folks from um, uh, the folks in charge uh, sure. yeah, yeah. when we were moving around the uh, mm-hmm. the big uh, climate summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current mayor, uh, Joe Rand, we spoke with. Uh, and before we got to him, though, we uh, had the folks from the uh, utility company. Orange and Rockland. Orange and Rockland. The guys, the guys who sell us the electricity and the gas. And... Uh, Interesting what they had to say. Colin Dixon. Yeah, Colin Dixon. Anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's zoom back uh, into the uh, climate um, climate solutions fair and uh, talk to Orange and Rockland and the mayor of Nyack, New York. Colin Dixon is from Orange and Rockland, the utility company. Yes, a wholly owned subsidiary of Con Edison. That's correct. And what can you do to help? What can I do? We're here to talk to customers today about the incentives and the rebates that we have available to improve the quality of their home, the health of their home. So that we're talking about air quality in their home, right? We're talking about ways that we can reduce the natural gas in their home by going all electric, which will then reduce the greenhouse gases. So we have rebates and we've got equipment that we can help the customers improve the overall efficiency of their home. And I understand you're giving away six months of free electricity. I'm afraid not. <laughs> I don't know where you heard that, but that's a good joke. No, I, I no, I'm pretty sure that's. I'm just joking. All right. <laughs> I know you're joking. Yeah. That's very good though. Oh, you're kidding, the utility company. You're killing me. You guys are a riot. (laughs) Nyack Mayor Joe Rand. Hi, how are you? Good to see you again. This is amazing to have this many people come out for a climate smart community thing that sounds like it wouldn't be a lot of fun, but it is. (laughs) Yeah, you know, they really turned it into a fun night. I mean, the fact is we've probably got 150 people here now, there's probably about 250 to 300 that will circulate through the two-hour night. But it's fun. They've got popcorn. They've got raffle prizes. It's a fair. It's a fair built around climate action. But it really is a fun night. And listen, it's a Wednesday night in the middle of February. And we've got all these people coming out to talk about climate issues. It's great. What's the most critical station here in in this big room full of tables and stuff the thing that you think is the one thing that people should take from here if they take anything he's looking around i'm looking around to see what we got um i mean we've talked a lot about electric vehicles there's an electric vehicle program that's the state's giving where if we get people in Nyack to buy more electric vehicles we can get a little bit of a state grant it's like twenty thirty thousand dollars I think that's really important if we can get people to just let us know because they're probably buying electric vehicles anyway. Um, but you know what? It's all really important because it all is about reducing our impact. It's about you know doing smart things with your house. And uh, I mean, I, I love I, I've loved some of these things with um, uh, a lot of the emission limitations. And you know, uh, I love the ele- there's a guy here talking about electric. 
uh, leaf blowers and electric, you know, these these grass cutting like um, like a Roomba yeah. for your uh, for your lawn that just runs around the lawn cutting the lawn and a it's lawn all electric. Roomba. A lawn Roomba that cuts your lawn when you're not even doing it. You're sitting and drinking a drink, sitting by the pool, and the Roomba's doing all the work to cut your lawn. And you're not paying it anything the way you would a landscaper. I'm all in on that. So that's the stuff I love. All right, all right, uh, Mayor. I'm coming over to uh, have a drink and watch the Roomba, the lawn Roomba. As <laughs> soon as I get one, I'm inviting you over. <laughs> We're gonna have some drinks with like. Uh, Little uh, umbrellas in them, and we're going to watch the room go around. Okay, thank you. Thank you, guys. And the Roomba. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, on the phone here, we've got uh, Peggy Kurtz, uh, who's just called in from the uh, Rockland Water Coalition Sierra Club. Hey, Peggy, you were there. You were at the big fair, weren't you? I, I was. It was terrific. Can yeah. you hear me? Yeah, I can. I can yeah. hear you. What's... you know, it was excellent. It well, was amazing. Were you knocked out by how many people showed up, or did you expect that? I knew a lot of people. I could feel the buzz. I knew I a lot of people were coming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I it it, it blew my mind. I, I I said we're gonna go in there, chat with some people, <laughs> make them feel better that somebody cares. This says how many people are gonna come on a Wednesday evening? You yeah, know, it was amazing. And we walked in and we opened the door up and it was like wow, it was you know people packed. That in. was genuine surprise on my part. So um, what uh, a well, let me ask you first of all, what about the fair was was the thing that stuck in your mind that maybe perhaps we didn't get to uh, uh, yet? So what I would just say was that I was feeling positive, very positive energy, that there are these wonderful solutions out there. You know, so often people think environmentalists are just negative, mm -hmm. but really environmentalists are also about a better way. And yeah. that's what I was really feeling. There were so many positive ideas. Yeah. People are excited about them. Now yeah. I'm trying to remember what you were. You were. Um, you I was were... there speaking for the Rockland Water Coalition, ah. which uh, I, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, Rockland up wrong hat. Rockland Community Power. Wow. I work for the Rockland Community Power Program, and NIAC uh, is one of the participating uh, municipalities. So that... we, I was there trying to give people information about the program. In other words, we uh, in NIAC, uh, you uh, try to purchase power that was. Uh... That was um, uh, generated without setting something on fire. So this is 100% renewable energy. It's clean energy. Mm -hmm. It's very strong consumer protection. It's a village program. Also in five other municipalities in Rockland County. Mm -hmm. Like creating a large buying groups through which you can buy that clean power. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the way we all know. We want to pass along a safer planet to our children. We've got to transition away as quickly as possible from gas. We've got to go on to, and, and even coal. You know, eighty-seven percent, eighty-seven percent of the power from the the orange, the energy we're getting from Orange and Rockland. Mm -hmm. I believe that's from the from the latest uh, report that I've seen. Um, it's powered by fossil fuels. So you know, we we've got to get off that onto clean energy. And this is not in conflict with O and R. O and R delivers the energy, repairs and maintains the lines, and and this this replaces the supply portion of the bill. Yeah. It's a way for people to buy yeah. renewable energy without putting solar panels on their house. They can yeah. participate. This is the way someone can participate mm -hmm. by a community uh, buying. So you're buying this as a, as a group. And, right, uh, and ONR stays as your utility. They do not go away. Mm -hmm. They're still doing everything that they're doing currently, but they're no longer supplying the energy. Already, and, and and although there is a price differential between uh, the um, 
what do they call it, brown energy or, or renewable versus? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, unfortunately, it still does cost a little bit more to. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, Although it might cost energy. a little bit more, sometimes it costs a little bit less. In other words, I had yeah. that experience over in Westchester with a uh, sustainable Westchester, mm-hmm. where I signed up and I exactly. said. Uh, my bill went up, and I said, "Oh, you know, I was in a bad mood." I said, "Oh, heck no, right?" And I called up, and uh, the guy on at the Con Ed said, oh, "Mr. Young, he says, uh, uh, your bill did go up. Your bill went up because you're using more electricity, you know." And it turned out we figured out that it was a particularly cold winter. My my fireplace, my gas fireplace wasn't working, so I was using space heaters. There you go, right? And 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 he goes, that's where your money's going, my friend. He goes, I'm, and as a matter of fact, I'm looking here. He says, had you not been participant in this program, you would have paid a little more. Yeah. So you actually saved right. a little money. So so it's it's not always more expensive. It it, it uh, but it, it is. It can it can be. Sometimes, yeah, it can be. It can be. It can be. I mean, yes, as you're saying, there's difference between usage and rates. It mm-hmm. can be more expensive. Mm-hmm. Me, it's a small price to pay to pass on a safer planet to my children. Right, that's how I think of it. All yeah. right, all right. Uh, now, now, um, we, before we move on to uh, uh, the uh, Veolia uh, hearings on on the water going up, which I, I know we want to talk about with you, um, I, I got to ask you about uh, the mob wife aesthetic. We were talking about the whole um, the whole secondhand how secondhand clothing is, and and the um, the uh, thrift shop. Folks that were at the at the at the uh, at, at the, the climate fair. summit yeah. told us that the big thing now is this whole mob wife thing, where people come in and they buy old fur <laughs> coats and gaudy jewelry and stuff, and because the uh, the Gen Zers like uh, like the, to look like uh, you know somebody from uh, the Sopranos. I mean, I, I uh, don't think that's Peggy though. No, not, no. I, don't, I, don't think, <laughs> I think it's safe to say I've known Peggy here, long you. enough. Okay. You know me, <laughs> Peggy. So you're not, you're not, you don't have your hair teased up, and you're not. Uh, you no fur coat. I can tell, and, and no gaudy jewelry. No gaudy jewelry. I can tell you're not. George, I, has, George has it right. I can tell you're not chewing gum. So you know, I guess it's not your thing. But uh, have you? But you might know people that do. You've heard of this though, right? No, I had not. No, you, you will didn't hear. I, 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 it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal. It's a Westchester the thing. mob. Is, well, don't, don't start with me with the Westchester Rockland thing. <laughs> it's a Westchester thing. A no, it's it's it, it, well they they, they, uh, they knew about it on yeah. on Broadway and Nyack. So they there you go. They did know. They about did know it. about the mob wife aesthetic. And anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that since you're not uh, uh, conversant in well, that. I just, uh, I, just but, I just want to mention if people want more information about the clean energy we're just talking about, you yeah. can go to RocklandCommunityPower.com. Okay, find out. All right. Thank okay. you for what you're doing with that. Right, Peg, Peg, I mean, you. you know, I, I wouldn't sell yourself short. I think you could do a, a gun mall thing. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it now. Uh, the, t- okay. t- uh, water water rates going up, uh, or uh, Veolia right. wants to uh, raise them. Oh, just twenty six point eight percent over four years. Uh, yeah, right. What's happening? We got a public hearing. Okay. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, so there are public hearings on February twenty first at one and at six p.m. And I'll explain a little bit more. The deadline to register to speak is February 16th, Friday, February 16th at 3 p.m. And I am going to just talk briefly about some of the things that it's going to cover. But you can also find more information at rocklandwatercoalition.net, rocklandwatercoalition.net. And George and I are the the co-founders, the proud co-founders of the Rockland Water Coalition, which has been going for quite a few years. Yes, Yolia is proposing a very large rate increase, 26.8% over four years. Now, and that comes on top of what uh, Controller Janapoli called 
the highest water rates in the state. That yes. was 2017. I'm sure we're still up there toward the top. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot. Now, uh, uh, you know, not to not to excuse this, but uh, when you have to pay more for something, you tend to use less of it, right? Um, is this is there a, is there any bright side in in, in in these rates going up? Well, I guess I would say that no, I would say there's no bright side in it, except that yes, some of it is necessary to pay for infrastructure repairs. Yes. There's no question about that. But twenty six point eight percent. That's a lot. And I'm just going to explain a little bit about some of the things that are included that we feel do not need to be included. Okay. That's okay? Sure. Okay. So one thing is chocolate ratepayers will remember the desalination proposal Mm -hmm. that was stopped um, in 2015. That project never broke ground. Mm -hmm. Construction never started on that project. And yet chocolate ratepayers were stuck paying off $54 million plus interest. Mm Mm-hmm in the cost that Suez said that they had at that time. So we are still paying that off, and that includes $28 million that remain, and the interest rates on that are going up in this case. Yeah, We shouldn't be paying any of it. I mean, it's not even the same company. Right. It was Suez that paid for that, now Veolia. Right. We shouldn't be paying any of it. We shouldn't be paying for something that we never got any benefit from, right. Right. and now the interest rates. So that's just one thing. Another thing I want to mention is um, PFAS chemicals. Okay, we have PFAS, toxic PFAS chemicals in nearly every single one of Veolia's water sources. Right. Not their not their fault that the PFAS chemicals it's are not, there. Now, they're not the source, but it's just they're in there. They're not the source. Got they it. did take a long time to yeah. get the filtration systems in place for 12 wells. I can't comment on whether that was the fastest it could have been or not. I don't know. But they still have more to go. They still have at least 31 more to go. Mm-hmm. That the, when the EPA funding and the Department of Health funding, the state funding, I'm sorry, when the EPA um, regulations and the, and the um, Department of the State regulations change, they will have 31 more. Mm-hmm. So far, what's included in this case is $66.5 million for the 12 wells that they've cleaned up from the PFAS chemicals. They did not apply for public funding that's available, federal funding. Mm-hmm. There are some, it's, you know, there are technicalities. Right. Are they going to be completely eligible? Are they going to come, you know, are they going to get that funding? I don't know. They had not even looked into it. Mm-hmm. There's also you, thousands of utilities across the country that are facing the same situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, the, the 12 wells plus 31 more, we're going to be well over, I don't know, over $150 million in costs that are going to fall on Rockland ratepayers. Mm-hmm. They should be doing everything they can to reduce those costs. Another way they could reduce them is by suing the chemical companies, the chemical manufacturers that produce those chemicals. Thousands of other utilities across the country are getting literally billions, billions of dollars uh, in compensation mm-hmm. from the chemical manufacturers that they've won on a series of lawsuits. And Veolia so far has not gotten a penny from the chemical manufacturers. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that they didn't apply for it, but all of the charges were dismissed except for one charge against one, one company in one case. I mean, Veolia is a world-class 
water company. They're 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 the largest company in, in the, the world. world. Yeah. Surely they can do better than that. Wait a so minute. I, Wait. They're the largest company. What? The largest water water company. Water company. Well, largest French, worldwide. French. worldwide. Mm-hmm. Well, I, thought, I thought you said aggressive largest company. Period. I was like, Yeah. You know, one of the big issues, uh, of course, in previous uh, rate hikes has been the leakage factor, and I noticed yep. that's a, a factor today. And it, it back mm-hmm. when we were fighting the desalination plan, I think it was twenty four percent. Uh, what they call non-revenue water, which was leaks and I think other kinds of use for water for fire departments and such. Do you know what the current, have they done a lot of yeah. infrastructure improvements yeah. to bring that number it's down? 22, it's, it's 22%. 22%. So it's not and a big is, saving. That, yeah. It's not a huge difference. So no. that is like seven years later. Yeah, yeah. Three, three rate cases yeah, later. Why isn't that, why isn't that number lower? Yeah. I don't know. Every single rate case, the, the PSC says you need to get it down to 18% and every single time it comes back yeah. Quite a bit over 18%. And the, the sort of industry standard, from what I understand, is between 15 and 18%. There's okay. no one set standard, but that's what's considered reasonable. Right. And we're at 22%. Right. So that's water that we're all paying for. Yeah, they ought to be so required like, to. And, yeah. and, and a lot yeah, of that money was supposed required. to be dedicated to those infrastructure improvements. So we're, I'm we're, sure they've spent yeah. a lot of our money on that. And that's. That's necessary, mm-hmm. but at least where, where's the results? We're right. not seeing the results. Right, right. I agree. There's a c- couple of other things if you want. All right, we got a, a, a public hearing coming up, right? Um, again, let's, let's underline that. What, yeah. what can people do to if they want to talk about this? Okay, so wait, I just want to mention a couple of other mm-hmm. quick things. Another one is there's a proposed merger of the rates with upstate systems. It uh, yes. has nothing to do with Owego, New York. We're going to be paying for... I believe it's fourteen point three million dollars in right. this rate case of repairs to the Owego system. Okay. Because they, they literally said in an earlier case that they are going to they're going to merge the rates so they can spread out the cost over a larger rate base. And that larger rate base, guess what? That includes that includes Rockland, Rockland County. And and and, the, and our our water here in Rockland County is essentially well water, right? No, it's about two-thirds well water and one-third from um, reservoirs. Reservoirs, okay. Primarily to forest. But a lot of really great water passes through on its way to water lawns in Bergen County, New Jersey. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. 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 So Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's there's that's that's kind of something that issue with the desal plant sticks in everybody's craw. I remember that from the desal plant. Mm -hmm. They go, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're watching the water go through and come out of the sprinkler heads in uh, in Bergen County. Charge us for a desal plant, double our rates. But you guys can go take a drink in the in the river you know yeah 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 so that that uh, that uh seemed annoying to me all right peggy uh tell us again about the the public hearing before you go all right sure okay so you can find all the talking points um i just want to mention briefly also poor conservation planning poor climate planning we're going to see lots of droughts. Like, think about right. the summer before last. And the public hearing is when? Should be, yeah, yeah, we got to move ahead. Planning we, for that. Yeah, yeah, okay, pu- I, I public, public mm-hmm. hearing is when? So it says public hearings are, there are two public hearings on Wednesday, February 21st, one at 1 and one at 6 p.m. They're both online. It's very, you have to register ahead of time. You have to register by Friday, February 16th. It's this Friday. Before 3 p.m. This Friday. All of the information on how to register and talking points are on the website, and that is rocklandwatercoalition.net. Thank Rockland you very Water much. Coalition.net. 
and also attend Sierra Club's meeting okay. on the 19th. Peggy Kurtz, Peggy thank, Kurtz you. thank you so much. Thanks for calling. Okay. Um, Rockland Water Coalition, Sierra Club, and a, uh, a climate warrior. Uh, we, we are honored by your presence. Thank you, <laughs> thank you thank very you. much. Thank you for all thank you're doing. You. Okay. 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 All right. All right, we're going to head back to uh, Nyack in a moment uh, here to talk about plants, and uh, but uh, but to get in the mood for that, I want to go uh, back to the garden. You go, oh. you know, right, right. Which is which is uh, wood, that back wood to the garden. Woodstock. See, oh, the garden. Crosby yeah. still there. Yeah. Got to get back, back to the garden. To the garden. Here we go. Let's do that, and then right after that, coming out of that, you're going to be back uh, at, at the Nyack Center again, mm-hmm. uh, talking about uh, our uh, our uh, our friends, the plants. Here we go.
I'm here at a table with Belinda Cash and Amanda Thurston and something called a seed exchange. Sounds sinister. The Nyack Library is the home of the Nyack Seed Exchange. People can um, take donated seeds from us and plant them in their gardens for free, vegetables, flowers, and herbs. And then bring them back in, what, in the fall if they have more seeds? If they want to, there's no obligation to bring anything back, but yes, we take donations. Okay. Amanda, what's the um, most popular seed right now? Oh, good question. Hmm. I gotta say, probably tomatoes. All right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Get your tomato seeds and everything else. Uh, what do we have here? Um, these, are, these are seeds for native plants. Okay, and native plants and uh, all that, you can get that at the Nyack Library. Yes. Not just books anymore. Not just books anymore. <laughs> correct, correct. Although we do have plenty of books on sustainability and gardening. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Those are some handsome vegetables. Yes, they are. And we can grow vegetables like these in our community garden. Not right, we're not harvesting right now, so these aren't from the garden right now, but we will be later on. And we're encouraging community gardens everywhere or growing your own food as much as possible. You are Kathy Schwartz. I'm Kathy Schwartz, and I'm part of the community, Nye Community Garden. And this is Michelle, who is part of the board of the community garden. Michelle, what do I have to do to get involved in the community garden? You only have to go to the website and email us and ask us to be put on the waiting list. Um, we're accepting applications now for the 2024 season. Yay! Hey, George, yeah. what do you know about native plants? Well, I know I have some native plants in my yard, I think, but I'm looking to get more. Well, this display here says native plant ID, and um, this is somebody from Cornell University Cooperative. What's your name? My name's Kristen Osman. I'm the horticulture educator and the master gardener volunteer coordinator. Give me a good example of a great native plant that's kind of overlooked or neglected or underappreciated. Well, milkweed is a fantastic native plant. It supports the monarchs. And also, because we have so many deer here in Rockland, it's a plant that people can have in their gardens without fencing. When you say it supports the monarchs, you mean the, the butterfly, not the uh, people... Yes. Or, yeah, okay, they, <laughs> the right, butterfly. Okay. Yeah. So if you plant milkweed, and we used to consider it kind of a, uh, a weed, if we plant it, the butterflies come back, right? Yes, but there are several different types of milkweeds that you can use in your garden. Um, like this one here is a smaller one, or you can get a taller one that doesn't spread as much. So it just depends on your environment that if you had a lot of land, you could put one that you could just let spread. Otherwise, you can choose other ones. Before we go, tell me your favorite native plant. Uh, spice bush, Lindera benzwan. It's a shrub, a small tree, and it supports the swallowtail butterfly. And what's wrong with the... Really nice. What's wrong with the immigrant plants? With the what? <laughs> immigrant plants. Oh, the invasives. Yeah, yeah. We don't call that. Um, so, <laughs> so they can become problematic because they outcompete the native plants. Yeah. So then they don't um, support the wildlife and the pollinators. Yeah. And so then they also create monocultures because there's no controls, and then you don't have diversity in the ecosystem. That's like when you look around, you see all these vines covered.
covering trees exactly. because there's nothing to stop them. Exactly. So they're going to take over and then there won't be a diverse ecosystem. We need native plants. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm Dana Harkrider from the Nyack Pollinator Pathway. So we, our mission is to improve and enhance pollinator po habitat on both public and private land all around the Nyacks. Essentially, we plant pollinator gardens. That's plants that attract insects that yes. pollinate other yeah. plants. Native, native plants, we plant a mostly native palette that attract all kinds of beneficial insects. And you're planting them? Yes. Yeah. And how, how are you doing? How far have you gotten? We've done all the gardens up and down Main Street. We've done a lot in Memorial Park. We've done, you know, the uh, we did two large pollinator gardens for the Nyack Plaza. We've done in front of the community garden. We've done the bus stop on our Topi and Franklin. These are pictures of all of our planting projects all around town. Aren't you busy? I'm super busy, yes. What can we do to help? Money is always appreciated. Donations. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. <laughs> and so you can make donations through our website at nyackpollinatorpathway.org. That helps to purchase plant material. You know. Thank you. Thank you. George, write her a check, would you? <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, it bounced. No, it bounced. <laughs> we, we, were, we kid, we kid, you know? Uh, but, yeah, they, you know, they're turning Nyack into a pollinator paradise. Um, you know, you're gonna rather than just have, you know, a lawn kind mm -hmm. of a, a lawn on a on a on, mm -hmm. on a divider or something. Mm -hmm. If you have these these uh, plants that mm -hmm. used, we used to think of as weeds, but are really not that unattractive when no, you look no. at them, then you, and you see insects there and, and all that, uh, it, it's a good thing. Uh, coming up to the top of the hour here, George. Anything else you want to get off your chest before we? Uh, yeah, well, a couple of interesting items in the news before we get to the top of the hour. Um, well, first of all, you know, they're talking now uh, at the National Hurricane Center about reclassifying hurricanes. You know, we have up to Cat 5, Category 5 hurricanes. Yeah. Not enough. Which, which speeds up to 158 miles an hour. Imagine that, or greater. Yeah. Now we're talking about Cat 6. Yeah! Uh, yeah, Cat, yeah, cat uh, 6. Over maybe. 192 miles yeah, an hour. Talking. And that it's necessary because the storms are just getting no, more powerful. Cat 6. If you got the collection of the Cat 5, the 5 cats, you, you got to get, cat you gotta get a Cat 6 now. Yeah, I get, at the Did same time. Can you imagine... Can you imagine 192 miles an hour? Uh, well, You'd I think Andrew over. Andrew was up around that. Andrew was a five that was all close to You've probably reported in a couple of hurricanes like that. Um, uh, yeah, well, i got to tell you, a three is scary enough for me. So yeah. that was, uh, that was at, five. And at the same time, uh, in the U.S. particularly, we're, we're, not, we're missing a ton of snow, is the article uh, written <laughs> on NBC well, News. Wrote we about, sure are, yeah. Yeah, that we just really haven't gotten any real uh, accumulation of snow this year. Two which, years in a row now. Which has a big impact on the melting in the yep. spring and, you know, water ground water and yep. such so we're in a situation where we need more of the snow um oh yeah and the and the biden administration is cracking down on pollution and actually changing uh the 12 milligrams per cubic liter per cubic meter uh for pollution down to nine so yeah, there's a, yeah. a reduction in the amount of pollution that we're letting into the i'm so i'm sure the president knows all about that well his uh <laughs> the EPA, i'm sure is doing that yeah and yeah. here we are at two o'clock okay anyway great all right guys uh let's go let's uh, head off to church we got reverend billy in the church to stop shopping uh you know there are um uh, down there on the uh lower yeah. east side yeah let's uh zip in on your knees Hello and welcome to Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy here in, in the Earth Church in New York City. Everything is in motion and it's getting crazy. It's not just 
regular movement, things are sliding, crashing, flying. Have you noticed this? Things are falling apart. Ideas are falling apart. You and I are falling. No question, civil wars everywhere, divorces, suicides, atrocious, spiteful cussing online and in person. Never before has there been more escaping from wherever you were, leaving home, migrating thousands of miles. Never before have more people marched, shouted, everywhere shouts and, and, and door slamming and nation states, marriages, business deals, falling apart, falling apart, flying apart, escaping. Why? Why? Why is this happening? The earth. The earth started this. Earth, hallelujah, human beings are another name for bad weather. We're a windstorm, wildfire, bleached reefs, flash floods, heat waves. The earth, the earth is killing us because we tried to kill the earth. Now the earth is killing us back. But what doesn't kill, what doesn't kill us makes us evolve. I mean, we're moving, we're living, we're trying to survive, and we're moving, we're moving. The earth moves us with the wind and the fire and the floods and the heat waves. The earth needs to change us clearly. The earth needs to the word earth wow we made that up what's in a name we've given this name to this large spinning watery rock which is full of intelligence a watery rock spinning in space full of intelligence what we can't flee we can't get away and the earth has decided that we will change we need to agree to this demand or we can never stop and take a rest. Hallelujah. And how dare anyone say New York City is not going through a crisis? And here's the sad part about it, folks. When you get 10000 a month, there's no relief in sight. And so I'm not going to search through a thesaurus and find the proper way to be politically correct to tell you that this can destroy our city, this crisis. Natural disasters like floods, hurricanes, and earthquakes cause internal displacement within a country. But sometimes nature actually pushes people to cross borders. A drought in the Horn of Africa led more than 83,000 Somalis to flee to Kenya in the first half of 2011 alone. Natural disasters aside, the change in climate is also a factor. In Tuvalu, a tiny island nation in the Pacific, rising sea levels are forcing people to move to nearby countries like New Zealand.
lost soul. There is something the information age cannot say. The Earth crisis is usually reported to us as numbers. The hurricane is a category number, a dramatic wind speed, a cost in the number of dead, and the number of billions of dollars. This is classic for the dot-com era, the culture-wide inability to shout You are aware that uh, in the Earth Church, we have hundreds of West African young men every day, and that is a revelation. The common journey that these, these young fathers, usually uh, single men too, walking thousands of miles, boats, rickety buses on the edges of cliffs in Mexico, just gunmen at the borders. And then they arrive in New York, finally working their way through. Their journey, which they don't really want to talk about very much. At any rate, they speak Arabic, French, Portuguese. We 
work alongside of them to maintain, you know, our heated warming center, our kitchen, our our uh, learning center. They're teaching English so they can make their way through New York. The the computers, the the giveaway of boots and coats, the the kind of immigrant center that our church has turned into. We maintain that with them. They they are running a lot of it themselves at this point. They're so anxious to work and to participate, and they're so glad to have arrived at the home of the green woman in the harbor that's 22 stories high with the torch lifted by the golden door, Lady Liberty. And I think that we have forgotten Lady Liberty's meaning, not just because Donald Trump and Mayor Eric Adams have poisoned uh, the message, but because, because so much of our reality as consumers in the United States, even those of us who call ourselves progressives, so much of it has been delivered to us now by artificial intelligence, by all sorts of machinations of imagery and text. The saturation advertising is, is so mesmeric, zombie-producing at this point. Do we remember our own dream of freedom? These people, hosting these people in our church, it's teaching us our own dream. We're learning, we're learning how to become free of the multinational corporations with their gas and oil and plastics and toxins. We're learning to be ready for, to <laughs> act in in concert with the rise of the earth, the sixth extinction, the hyper-evolution of this time we live in. The Statue of Liberty, we don't think of her as an environmentalist, but that's what she must become. This is the new dream. The earth is turning the culture upside down. The earth is the only opponent of the multinational corporations of neoliberal capitalism that is strong enough, and indeed a million times stronger than these profit-taking, killing, gas and oil-based. All right, well, I'm, 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 I'm just, I just wanna say how humbled we are and energized and full of new creative dreams of survival from these quiet men who are in our space this week, all six days, until today. And today, a number of them will be coming to, to the Earth Church gathering at 5 p.m. It's a time of, of exhausting 
sometimes painful, but energizing and, and revealing new vision. I just want to thank our new friends here with you on Earth Riot Radio. Somebody give me an Earth Hallelujah. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The global extraction of raw materials is expected to increase by 60% by 2060, with calamitous consequences for the climate and the environment, according to a forthcoming UN analysis. Natural resource extraction has soared by almost 400% since 1970, due to industrialization, urbanization, and population growth, according to a presentation of the five-year UN Global Resource Outlook made to EU ministers. The stripping of Earth's natural materials is already responsible for 60% of global heating impacts, including land use change, 40% of air pollution impact, and more than 90% of global water stress and land-related biodiversity loss, says the report. Pipeline heavyweight Williams Company is expected to file initial paperwork soon with federal energy regulators on a large pipeline expansion project in the southeast. The proposal, known as the Southeast Supply Enhancement Project, aims to provide reliable natural gas deliveries to Virginia, the Carolinas, Georgia, and Alabama. It would expand the existing capacity of the sprawling transcontinental pipeline, which runs roughly 10,000 miles from Texas to New York. It is the largest pipeline project proposed in the Southeast in 10 years, and is big enough to run five or six big new gas plants. The project would take advantage of Williams's existing right-of-way and would be structured in order to provide the least regulatory hurdles. Plastic consumption in New Jersey has tripled since the state's 2022 plastic ban. A new study found that the state's law banning single-use plastic bags led to a 60% decrease in the total bag volume. But as consumers started searching for alternatives and purchasing plastic reusable bags, the state saw plastic consumption triple, largely because of the material used in the alternative bags, which are made with non-woven polypropylene, which is not widely recycled in the U.S. A typical New Jersey grocer can profit $200,000 per store location from alternative bag sales. For one major retailer, this amounted to an estimated $42 million in profit across all its bag sales in New Jersey. Climate change will cause 14.5 million additional deaths by 2050 and spur $12.5 trillion in economic losses. 
healthcare systems, hospitals, emergency rooms, doctors, and nurses will also have to provide an additional $1.1 trillion worth of treatment by mid-century because of climate change. These challenges will be felt most acutely in the global south, where healthcare resources are already limited and governments lack the capacity to respond to cascading climate impacts, such as worsening floods, heat waves, and storms. Central Africa and Southern Asia are two regions that are particularly vulnerable to the overlap of intensifying climate health threats and limited resources. After more than 1,000 days of drought, the Catalan government in Spain has formally announced a state of emergency, extending water restrictions to Barcelona and the surrounding region. Pere Aragones, the Catalan president, said that in some areas it had not rained at all for three years, describing the situation as the worst drought in modern history. Water reserves have fallen below 16%. Measures already in place in the north of the region, including a 20% reduction in agricultural irrigation and a ban on watering in public parks, will be extended to Barcelona. Public and private swimming pools will close. Parks will no longer be watered, but groundwater will be used to save the city's 35,000 trees from dying. There will be no showers on the beach nor ornamental fountains. Water parks and ice rinks will close and car washing is to be limited to commercial use. The restrictions will remain in force for at least the next 15 months. Tourists consume much more water than residents. Recent research showed that the average tourist used 545 liters of water a day, nearly four times as much as the average resident. 80% of Spain's water is consumed by agriculture. Researchers at the University of Sao Paulo and the Federal University of Icosa in Brazil have developed a sustainable sensor that can be placed directly on the surface of a vegetable or fruit to detect the presence of pesticides. Known for this reason as plant wearable, it is made of cellulose acetate, a material derived from wood pulp. The device has the potential to help assure food safety in a world that increasingly suffers from a shortage of food and the environmental and health problems caused by excessive use of agrochemicals. Chilean firefighters were battling rapidly expanding wildfires this week. Officials fear they have already claimed around 10 lives and are threatening hundreds of homes, prompting the president to declare a state of emergency. A dozen fires have been raging this week. The blazes are concentrated in the Vina del Mar and Valparaiso tourist regions, where they have ravaged thousands of hectares of forest, cloaked coastal cities in a dense fog of gray smoke, and forced people to flee their homes. The largest cruise ship in the world has embarked on its first commercial voyage from Miami. The icon of the seas is longer than the Eiffel Tower is tall. Towers 20 decks above the waves can accommodate more than 7,000 passengers and crew, and at a quarter of a million gross tons is five times the size of the Titanic. Royal Caribbean, which owns the ship, has made much of the fact that Icon of the Seas runs on liquefied natural gas, describing it as the cleanest burning marine fuel. However, Brian Comer, director of the International Council on Clean Transportation's Marine Program, says using such fuel shows an industry investing in false climate solutions. They are doubling down by calling LNG a green fuel when the engine is emitting 70 to 80% more greenhouse gas emissions per trip than if it used regular marine fuel. A Louisiana appellate court has upheld air permits for a giant proposed petrochemical complex in the region known as Cancer Alley. The decision will help clear a path for Formosa Plastics to build the nation's largest petrochemical complex. 
The project has long faced staunch opposition from local and national environmental justice groups. Once again, the state of Louisiana is putting polluters before people, said Sharon Levine, a plaintiff in the case against the proposal and founder of the local grassroots organization Rise St. James. Friday's ruling overturns a 2022 decision that vacated air permits for the $9.4 billion project. The new permits could triple the levels of cancer-causing pollutants in the region, whose population is majority black. At least one king penguin is suspected to have died from bird flu in the Antarctic. If confirmed, it will be the first of the species killed by the highly contagious H5N1 virus in the wild. Researchers have previously raised alarm about one of the largest ecological disasters of modern times if bird flu should reach remote Antarctic penguin populations. The birds are currently clustering together for breeding season, meaning the disease could rip through entire colonies if it continues to spread through the region. King penguins are the world's second largest penguin, about three feet tall, and can live for more than 20 years in the wild. The suspected case was recorded on South Georgia Island in the Antarctic region. A Gentoo penguin was also suspected to have died from H5N1 at the same location. And now, the sounds of extinction. Orbital resonance. Resonance happens when planets or moons have orbital periods that are ratios of whole numbers. The orbital period is the time taken for a planet to make one complete circuit of its star. Two planets orbiting a star would be in a two-to-one resonance when one planet takes twice as long as the other to orbit the star. Resonance is seen in only 5% of planetary systems. In our solar system, Neptune and Pluto are in a three-to-two resonance. There's also a triple resonance, four-two-one, among Jupiter's three moons, Ganymede, Europa, and Io. In the time it takes Ganymede to orbit Jupiter, Europa orbits twice, and Io orbits four times. Resonances occur naturally when planets happen to have orbital periods that are the ratio of whole numbers. Musical intervals describe the relationship between musical notes. In a musical analogy, important musical intervals based on ratios of frequencies are the fourth, four to three, the fifth, three to two, and the octave, two to one. And here is the musical rendering representing the orbits and movements of the six planets in the TOI-178 solar system.
And now it comes time to say goodbye and thank you, of course, Savitri D, News from the Natural World and the Sounds of Extinction. And she's the director of the Church of Stop Shopping, so our um, gathering today in the Earth Church, the Lower East Side, the East Village, Lower East Side, those of you visiting New York or Perhaps you're in New York now and live across the street and are listening to the radio or to your computer downloading from that other side, the podcast side of things. You're welcome to come by. It's all ages friendly. Uh, we, have a, we have a room for the children. And we're, as I suggested in my, my earlier remarks, we are finding a way as we must escape uh, from the homicidal pressures of of big money, we must escape the drowning in the sea of identical details. We find ourselves stranded on the island of humanity with the people that will deliver us, these amazing migrant people, these gentle folk from around the earth who somehow made their way here through the thousands of miles of walking and journeying here they are, talking with us, working with us, and rejuvenating the dream of New York City. Now, it's been pointed out to me by hypocrisy hunters that the dream of the Earth taking over, which is happening, is not necessarily the same as the dream, the entrepreneurial dream, that so many people who arrive in New York believing that they can make a living, finally, that they can have the freedom to build, to build a business. Their relatives poised back in the mother country sending them money. Or they're, you know, driving taxis, tending bars, sending money back. There are all these struggles against the colonizing neoliberal capitalism to, to you know, become prosperous. I don't believe they're in conflict. I, but I will humbly say, we're working on that. <laughs> we're working on when these visions compete, uh, when they really don't go together, let's be honest, let's be honest and deal with it. Right now, the sixth extinction is taking over. We believe the, the vision of Lady Liberty is changing, but our experience of the Earth Revolution is being so informed, so vivified, so so made new by the arrival of these people who re re rejuvenate our city. So the cure for the racism that is greeting these people, one way to really change yourself and invite them and have the love is to know that they're bringing energy to our culture and they cease being the they and they start being the we and we like drop out of our controlling attitudes all those colonizing language tricks that we have and join them in making a new freedom well in closing, 
I just like to say I've already invited you to the Earth Church. We have exciting goings on there at 5 p.m. on Sundays. Invite you to communicate with us. Rev Billy at RevBilly.com. R-E-V Victor B Boy I-L-L-Y dot com. Still like mocking the right-wing Christians <laughs> with this identity of mine. But really, that's that's only a small part of what we have going now. Because we're we're full on in the in the earth direction. We don't have to really mock the people who hate the earth anymore. We can just embrace the love. Somebody, somebody please join with me now. Have a wild and safe, have a good giving week. Reverend Billy and the Church of Stop Shopping on WRCR AM 1700, WRCR.com. You're listening to Tough Times with Lou Young. I'm Lou Young. I'm here with George Matonovic and uh, Will Hennessy. And uh, wow. Yeah. I was uh, there was some little uh, there was a little service there that he uh, that yeah. he he dreamt up. He is getting better and better at this. Yeah. Well, he's been doing it for twenty years, but he uh, yeah. he really gets to the heart of it. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, we, before we got we went down to the Lower East Side and uh, and uh, joined the Earth Church for this thing, and uh, you, you can go down there yourself on uh, any given Sunday. I think it's three o'clock. Although this particular Sunday, I, I think probably not. Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so before the Earth Church, we had the Nyack Church. Yeah, the Nyack. So anyway, so la- so last Wednesday we went to the uh, Nyack Church. Uh, we're recording this on uh, on February tenth, uh, twenty twenty four. If you're listening on a different uh, day, uh, then uh, don't try to call. But the call in number is eight four five four two nine. If you were uh, there, seventeen hundred. Tell us what you. Said. Yeah, and. Uh, if you want to call and chat, and uh, we, we, we want to get back to the uh, the climate uh, solutions fair, which uh, knocked us out. Hundreds and hundreds of people yeah. attending this thing, and we've we've heard from a whole um, oh smorgasbord of of of, uh, of, uh, of climate solutions, mm-hmm. uh, from electric vehicles to uh, gardens to mm-hmm. conservation to. Um, mm-hmm. It just goes on and on, uh, and everything. Everybody's working at their own pace. Uh, lots of uh, little things going on. So let's uh, let's get back in there. Um, we're going to be talking to uh, Marcy Deniker, who helped uh, set this thing up, and uh, she's a co-chair of the Climate Action Plan for NIAC. The community has a plan, and uh, you know they ain't going to change the world, but they can change their part of it. You know, and that's important. And then after that, we're going to hear from something that surprised me even exists. It's the, uh, the the 4-H club, Rockland County, mm-hmm. Rockland County 4. I guess I shouldn't 4-H this, program. Yeah, this this was uh, almost all rural uh, fairly recently before mm-hmm. it, uh, it 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 suburbanized. Mm-hmm. So um, right, but so there's a 4-H and and right. and, uh, and they uh, they kick in too, and they're uh, they're all about climate change. So let's uh, let's head back into uh, Nyack. Wednesday evening. A return. George and I will take us there, please. We're here with Marcy Denker. What are you selling? 
I'm not selling anything except for community spirit and buy-in for the NIAC 2030 actions that have come out of the NIAC 2030 action plan. If we follow this plan, what happens by 2030? We're going to have our emissions down 75% or more by 2030 because we're going to do all these things in, in energy, in uh, EVs, and waste reduction, and it's going to combined with what the state's doing, mm -hmm. we are absolutely guaranteed we're going to get emissions down at least 75% by 2030. Excellent. Now, next door here is a guy talking about heat pumps. Why are our heat pumps important? Well, because they're part of the whole move to uh, electrify. Most people around here have used fossil fuel heat. Mm -hmm. You know, they use natural gas heat. And the whole push now is to get people to, uh, when they're ready to switch over, to get rid of their old heating system to electrify and replace them with heat pumps. Now, the heat pumps take heat out of the air, even even if the even cold air, right? Or they can take heat out of the ground. That's right. A lot of people don't really get this, but now, you know, it, and it used to be that that you weren't, the heat pumps didn't really work around here, and so that people have this conception that it's something that just doesn't even make sense. But it, it, the heat, you can take the heat out even when it's below 20 or 10 degrees. It's sort of like a refrigerator, you know? But the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, anyway, the whole point is that if you have green energy supply, green electricity, then if you're electrifying your heating, you're, you're not contributing emissions when you heat your home. There's no need to start setting stuff on fire to stay warm. That's exactly right. <laughs> okay, we're visiting the 4-H Youth for Climate Action booth, and we're speaking with... Kristen Ruggiero. Tell us a little bit about your work and what kind of work you're doing in Rockland. Sure, so this is the Rockland County 4-H Youth for Climate Action program. We have 15 youth in the program this year, all high school students. And they, we do a lot of variety of different educational sessions, and then they work on creating a service project focused on climate change. So we connect them with mentors in the community who are professionals in their fields, and they work with the youth to develop their projects, and then um, they complete the projects by May, and we do a community celebration to share that information with people. Can you give us an idea of some of the kinds of projects that have been done? Sure. So um, when you, they've done tree plantings before, they've done um, upcycling, so reclaiming paper and really like creating arts with, and crafts with that. They've done um, a composting bin, so uh, teaching, doing a blog and trying to teach people how to use composting. They've done water quality assessments in Rockland Lake. Um, so it's kind of runs a full spectrum. And it's great to be teaching kids, especially as they learn at a young age. Yeah, and it's really service learning. So they're, you know, really able to um, do these service projects and while learning and contributing to the community as well. Hey, hey, hi, George. Hey, I'm Lou Young. How you doing? Nice to meet you. Do you run into people ever anymore that think climate change isn't happening? So I personally haven't run into that, but I talked to Ray Muskea yeah. with the Habitat, and he said he did actually have someone kind of address him uh, with that issue of like the climate denial. So. Uh, in other words, in other words, we're not seeing what we're seeing. I haven't seen it personally as much. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know it's true. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Good work. It doesn't come up anymore. I mean, uh, three years ago when we started this show, uh, you know, uh, Kristen said that. Uh, uh, People don't really challenge the idea of climate change anymore. Some people don't believe their eyes and ears and what what's happening, but um, it's just not a con uh, it's it's not a conversation anymore. Mm. The people who felt that way have gone silent mm. because they suspect 
they were wrong. And and there's nothing wrong with being wrong. I mean, it's no. nothing, you know, um, there's plenty wrong with being wrong, but there's nothing that uh, that you, you need to be ashamed of, but we need to, see, you need to know that you admit it when you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And climate change is here. Now, uh, the aspects of it, how to, what to do with it, all are, are things that are open for debate. Mm-hmm. But um, it is not debatable uh, that we are in tough times, which is the name of the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 60 years ago uh, this week, February 7th, 1964. Um, uh, Everything changed. The Beatles arrived. Well, the Beatles arrived, <laughs> and uh, and George remembers. I remember. I, remember. I was I was a I was in sixth grade. <laughs> Will does not remember. No, no. It's like you 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 look back at it, and it's like uh, you know something that happened in history. It's like it's a history. It's as old as World War Two. Look, probably looks like to you, right? It doesn't, right? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both it's, times I did not exist. Yeah. So you know when I um, and being a kid then. World War II seemed like a million years ago, but it was only 20 years before that, right? So um, uh, time flies. And uh, I asked Will what song uh, reminds him, or, or not reminds him, uh, evokes the, the, what he imagines that time to be. And, uh, and he gave me one. We'll play it in a minute. But um, So February 7th, it was a Friday. They landed, right? Uh, and then uh, that uh, Saturday, they... Uh, rehearsed at the Ed Sullivan Theater. Mm-hmm. And then that Sunday, they had that uh, historic show on the Ed Sullivan Show. The largest viewing audience ever. Uh, at, yeah. at that point. At that point. Yeah, and uh, it was just, I, and I, I was there, I saw it. And it was just, uh, I had uh, I had Beatles trading cards, like baseball uh-huh. cards. I had, uh, you know, I was in sixth grade. You went? Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't go. No, no, no. I mean, I I had them at You're home. home. Yeah, yeah. I watched the I watched the TV. I watched yeah, yeah, the Ed yeah. Sullivan show at yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was. Uh, it was a big event. Enthralled. Yeah. You know, black and white television. And yep. Yeah, and apparently, ah, it's just a fad. Just a fad. <laughs> you know, things come and go. You know, he's no. Be- he's they're good, but he's no Benny Goodman. Their hair was a little long. <laughs> it was touching their ears. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, he, here's what Will picked. For his uh, his evocative 1964 um, imagining of what it was like to uh, hear the Beatles. Okay. 
Beatles and uh, Young Wills imagining of um, being alive when the Beatles arrived, which we were there, and that 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 song certainly does it. Now, George, George got a little more, a uh, little more length, a little longer in the tooth than Will. So, what, what, which, what, which is your your song? What do you pick? Across the universe. And that's um, that's late in the game. That was there. The let Let It Be album. Let yeah. It Be album. All right, let's yeah, do it. I, I've always liked it. are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup they slither wildly as they slip away across the universe pools of sorrow waves of joy are drifting through my opened mind possessing and caressing me
right, WRCR here. We're remembering the Beatles as we wind down. Tough times with Lou Young here. Uh, that was uh, George's uh, favorite there from uh, Let It Be. Uh, the one that did it for me um, was uh, that that last series of tracks on Abbey Road, the the medley they call it, and uh, it just uh, it just stunned me. Um, Nineteen sixty nine. And it's, they were at the height of their power, and uh, we were about to uh, lose them as a musical force. And uh, uh, I remember being stunned listening to this on the record player. Uh, we'll uh, say goodbye at the end of this, but uh, listen to the medley from Abbey Road.
Decades on, we remember warmed and inspired. Keep on into the future, so uncertain as it is. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the planet. This is Tough Times with Lou Young. For George, Will, and the entire crew here. We'll see you next week.